This is a Dynamite Network podcast. Press play to start. Welcome to Console Combat, and it's time to hail to the kings, baby. Here are your hosts, John and Dean. Hello gamers, welcome to another episode of Console Combat. I am, as always, one of your hosts, John, and with me is the very marble-meloned Dean. Hello. I'm still here. Still existing in this chaos, riding off of the coattails of the chaos emerald-wielding tails beating your Luigi booty. Look, you don't have to be mean about it. Just because I've been getting all these L's doesn't mean you gotta rub it in. That L specifically, the Luigi, uh, was a rough one for you, I think. But, um... Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, uh, I think we, we have a fun episode planned here today. It's gonna be our first, uh, duo of fighters. And they're both from franchises I'm unfamiliar with, because I do not play the games they are from. <laughs> I mean, I don't really... I, I don't play much of one of them. The other one I haven't played in a little while, but... We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, in the meantime, let's uh, let's hop into our plane and start heading towards the drop zone. Now entering the drop zone. All right, so uh, this week's drop zone is brought to you by E3 getting canceled. <laughs> but uh, m- more on that to come. Uh, but for now, uh, let's get into the uh, releases for this week, uh, starting with PC. Um, ready or not came out on the 13th. Uh, It's an intense tactical shooter that challenges your decision-making under pressure. Sounds like a pretty interesting game. Not sure if I'll ever play it because it says PC, so we'll see. Yeah, Ready or Not is another one of those uh, SWAT simulation games. Um, I've seen some of the, like, pre-release footage and stuff, and it looked interesting. Um, It looks like it has a little bit better graphics than some of the other ones that are out on Steam. Um, But... You know, it, it's one of those uh, tactical squad-based games where, well, not even squad-based, but, like, you need to actually coordinate with your teammates and everything to make sure you don't accidentally kill civilians or, you know, any of the hostages. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of like Payday, but the opposite. All right, so it's it's that's a pretty cool concept. I'd probably enjoy that. Yeah, and so far on Steam, it looks like it has uh, very positive reviews, so... That's a plot. So also, uh, on the 14th, uh, as of today's recording, for both uh, the PS4, PS5, as well as the Xbox Series X and S and One, um, Grand Blue Fantasy vs. Rising uh, has a debuted. Uh, it is a, uh, it's described as a fresh take on the beloved fighting series, so I'm guessing it's got a, uh, a bit of a history. Uh, I'm very unfamiliar with this title myself. Yeah, it looks like it's just a uh, anime-style fighting game. I don't know if it has any characters from franchises or if they're all original characters. All right. Well, I mean, we'll, we're gonna maybe you guys in the audience can feed us some information about this game that we're both unfamiliar with, because uh, maybe we'll be interested in trying it out some more. Also on the 14th, and this was for the Switch, uh, Noja, the critically acclaimed social deduction game, has arrived. Uh, another game that sounds interesting based on its description of social deduction more or less sounds like a puzzle game which I think has been gaining popularity in recent years compared to standard multiple uh, different types of shooter and fighter at least in primary majority of people who like game yeah non-shooter games are kind of making a resurgence especially with the indie community just because it's just been shooter after shooter after shooter and they've all been garbage or free to play so everyone it seems like a lot of people are getting tired of that in the industry at, at least on the consumer side that's yeah, a breath of fresh air nice yes uh, and that's that's actually it uh, we're recording a little bit early this week so we don't have anything for friday through sunday uh, but stay tuned next week because we will obviously get to that uh, next week um, but that's uh, that's it for the game drops. That doesn't mean it's it for the news. Uh, what else you got for us, Dean? Uh, well, probably the uh, biggest news to hit this week is uh, the shutdown of E3. Finally come to an end. I feel like a lot of that's probably just due to the fact that 
all of these companies can do all of their releases themselves on YouTube. They could just set up a live stream or, or on Twitch. Uh, be like, you know, hey, these are our trailers. This is what we got coming out. And they can stand there and talk about it on a green screen instead of having to rent out a whole stage at a convention center. And, you know, saves them time and money. It's less prep work. And, you know, the writing's kind of been on the wall with E3 for a while due to those types of releases that have been coming out. And just, you know, hey, send out a tweet. Hey, you know, new trailer coming out. Uh, like, there's something else we'll discuss here in a bit. And they'll release a trailer and it becomes huge. So it's it's to no one's surprise. Besides, E3 hasn't been that good in the past few years anyway. Actually, for a while. But I remember as a kid, you know, when it was up on like G4 or something. And he specifically tell my parents, be like, hey, this is on, I want to watch it. Like, I want to see what games are coming out. But nowadays it's like, oh, they announced this at E3? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, no one really cares. I mean, that seems like a good segue after a really a non-issue with E3 disappearing. Uh, we'll segue into something far more uh, important to gaming as a whole right now and something that we missed entirely last week with Zach, and that's the release of the GTA 6 trailer. We completely forgot to mention it. I mean, we had even talked about it coming into the recording. We're like, we need to talk about GTA 6. And then Zach was here. We were just going off on tangents about other things, and it completely slipped our minds. So apologies for this. We're a little bit late and we, we are sorry we dropped the ball and we're going to try not to let this happen again. But, uh, holy shit, that trailer. It's probably going to yeah, happen, yes, though. But, but fuck, that trailer looked fantastic, man. Yeah, and something to think of when it comes to Rockstar is usually whenever they have a trailer, like uh, take GTA Five for example. Whenever they're showing a trailer, it's usually like in-game footage from the actual engine that they're using, not some BS production trailer that's just used for a marketing trailer. Like, it's actual gameplay, and or at least in gameplay engine. Because if you look at the GTA 5 trailer, the game came out looking better than the trailer was. So, more than likely, it's going to be just what you see in the trailer, or even better, uh, depending on how they do optimizations and changes in lighting and whatnot. But yeah, it does look really good. Like the amount, the amount of like how heavily they were going into the crazy Florida man oh, thing. Oh, the cultural, the pop culture references are just fantastic. I mean, the Karen, um, the, uh -huh. the the guy that's like the, all tatted on his face with the colorful hair. I mean, Jesus Christ, man! Which that guy's also trying to sue Rockstar over the trailer. <laughs> he said something of his like likeness. he's gonna ask for two million dollars if they didn't drop it. Yeah, but you know he's a Florida man, so what's he gonna do? Spend it on meth or something to that effect. Um, but yeah, look look for that trailer, guys. Uh, by the way, if any lawyer is hearing this, uh, that is a joke. I do not mean that, and this is not defamation. Yeah. This is just simple uh, observation and opinion. Banter. Uh, yeah, um, but that's uh, that's it's just the the lawsuit aspect of that's the I think the funniest thing because it's it's yeah. essentially just people saying, "Oh, it's Rockstar." Let me try to get a chunk of that change. Yeah, but they forget that they have a massive team of lawyers. <laughs> One that could probably compare to Disney in some capacity. More yeah. than likely. Uh, so thank you, uh, Rockstar, for after something to the effect of like 13 years finally releasing a trailer for another Grand Theft Auto game that's not a tie-in to GTA Five. Yeah, well, just another add-on. Yeah, GTA Online yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Not, not so. a, an attachment to a game that's already existed. This is a whole new game, and I'm very personally happy to step back into Vice City. Yeah, like for someone like me that hasn't actually played Vice City yet, it's in my backlog. I promise I'll play it eventually. You need to play it sooner rather than later. That game is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I know. I've seen it played and everything, and I, I do want to play it. But for someone like me who hasn't, um, that kind of gives me the incentive to want to go and play it. So I kind of know what I'm getting into, like environment-wise and everything. Because um, it, it does look like a really, it, you know, it's Grand Theft Auto, so it's going to be fun. But being in that scenario um, of, a, you know, a beach city and, you know, Miami-like place, seems like it'll be really fun to play as, especially in the new one. I hope that Rockstar is uh, conscious enough of the things that they've dealt with in the past with games like this because there is no doubt in my mind that everyone remembers that played GTA 3 and Vice City and San Andreas obviously you're excluded from the Vice City conversation here 
but there was no. a sincere, heavy, heavy distribution of flat graphics at one point. Um, and it just, it, mm. if you recall the flat graphics, if if they don't in some capacity incorporate like just the side of one building on purpose being in flat graphics, I think it'll upset a lot of people because Rockstar does that. That's what like one of the biggest things is their Easter eggs. And I just think it'd yeah. be a perfect nod to the past of the before updates times uh, to, to just put in something that's intentionally wrong like that. And it's definitely on brand for them. Yeah, they, they've done goofy things like that before. I mean, they even go so far as to adding like an alien subplot in GTA yes. 5. Like, <laughs> it, it totally breaks realism. I mean, I mean, it is a video game, but, but like, I mean, that the, to the context of the story. I mean, come back. There's just so many. It breaks realism, but there's so, everything is tied in realism. I mean, the the cult. <laughs> we all know what the cult is a reference to. Um, the the alien invasion thing. It's such a goddamn long linear side mission that takes so much time. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost not worth it because it, it's. I mean, some of it's even like you have to bumble across by chance. Like it's just. Yeah. The, the amount of shit that Rockstar goes through, which is a, a testament to why this game's taken so long to come out, but it, it's just, it's, it's, it's always been worthwhile. GTAs have progressively gotten better with every game, and that's, that's very much a, uh, a, a, a nod and respect to knowing what we're getting being much better than what we've already gotten. Yeah. I just hope they don't try and pull a bunch of, like, uh, microtransaction stuff. Or anything like they've been doing with uh, GTA 5 Online, or even the really controversial thing they did recently, which was removing a bunch of the cars uh, because they said there was too many in the shop. When in reality, they could have easily just put a uh, you know a search functionality. Yeah, not everything's gonna be a winner, but that's okay. Um, no. What else did we have? The projected release date for GTA 5 or the one that they announced, is uh, 2025. Yeah. Uh, and that will be for uh, Xbox Series XS and PS5. Uh, they will not be releasing for PS4 or Xbox One. It'll be uh, the new generation of consoles only. I can't even say new anymore. It's been like three years. The current generation uh, of, of consoles. Yes. Uh, there is no listed release date for PC, but... Based on how Red Dead Redemption was, it's probably going to be uh, 2027 for a PC release date. Well, if they're smart, they won't wait that long. And that's what they did with Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2. <laughs> that was a big game. Well, even GTA 5 took a while to get to yeah, PC. Well, hopefully they're they're moving quicker with their decisions like that now, because truthfully, it'd be a loss on their part to wait that long. Like it, it's 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 evident yeah. in the film industry as well. Like people don't want to wait. It's 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 the truth of every nature of I mean of every industry right now. People don't want to wait for the next one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what happened with Cyberpunk 2077. People wanted it and wanted it, wanted it, and it was so overhyped. And then it came out, and it was poop. Yeah. Which uh, because they rushed it. Yeah, and that's a perfect example, and uh, also a perfect segue to one of the other topics of things that happened this week. Uh, a certain studio bumbled really bad. Oh. Yes, so um, if you guys haven't heard about this, uh, there was a game to coming to PC, or did release, called The Day Before. And it was being advertised as a uh, Daisy-like game. I mean, not specifically advertised as such, but uh, massive world uh, multiplayer online. Uh, it was going to be, you know, basically a... Uh, fuck, what was the phrasing? It was going to be just a big open-world zombie game, post-apocalyptic. And a lot of the marketing trailers that they were releasing on their YouTube channel uh, made the game look really good. It looked like a real good... Uh, it looked like the graphics were on point uh, for especially a small development team. And the gameplay looked intriguing. However, uh, about February, the studio decided to delete a bunch of the old videos off their YouTube channel uh, showing how the game was supposed to be. And people noticed that before release. Well, then the game came out. And in reality, it was more like a 
Escape from Tarkov slash the uh, Tom Clancy Division extraction shooter with like hardly any zombies. And the graphics were nothing like they were, well, they were similar, but they weren't quite as good as what they were showing in the initial footage. They tried backpedaling with their public relations team and everything being like, well, it, you know, it, it may not be that good. Don't give us the high hopes, blah, blah, blah. You know, they tried pulling that. Yeah, the game came out and it was bad. Like, apparently the matchmaking on it was horrible. Uh, is It peaked at like 30-some thousand players and then the next day it went drastically down to like 10 and then towards the end of the game being on Steam, it was like 2,000. Uh, so that is gone off Steam. You cannot buy it. Uh, all of the refunds are being accepted. If you did buy the game and you did not get a refund, get a refund. They are still going to give them out because they legally have to, otherwise it's a class action. In uh, the studio itself, uh, like three or four days after the game released, has declared that they are shutting down. <laughs> With the Talk about one of gaming's biggest failures. Yes. And all this to have the head of that studio say, and I quote, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What a fucking narcissist. Like you falsely <laughs> advertised your game. You clearly didn't give enough of a shit. Uh, they kept saying over and over that they're not an asset flip game. You know, we're making all of our own stuff. And then one of the old devs, you know, anonymously, anonymously leaked uh, their like purchase order form from the um, uh, the Epic Games or the not the Epic Games, the Unreal Engine's uh, asset store, showing all the ones. No, 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 no. Sorry, scratch that. Uh, uh, somebody online had gone through all the assets that they had found within the game that were on the Unreal uh, Engine's asset store and linked them all in a document. I think it was on Reddit. <laughs> and there was a long list. But they didn't asset flip. They promise. Pinky promise. <laughs> <sighs> so, so sad. For anyone who was excited for the game. Yeah. But if, if that is something you're interested in, that type of game, uh, just get Daisy. Mm. Just play that. Um, yeah, and uh, that's uh, somehow you're managing to nail all the segues today. Speaking of other sad gaming news, uh, Insomniac had a major, major data breach. Um, Ooh. Uh, and yeah, essentially, someone got into the Wolverine game. Um, and I forget exactly what they took. Oh, besides, they found some kind of backdoor through there. Well, I've, there's something to it. They uh, they got information for the game, like I guess images that haven't been released, um, as well as staff of the game, I believe. Mm. And they they want something like two million dollars. They're releasing the stuff online, and uh, oh wow, I think it was yesterday. <laughs> so uh, Insomniac's got like a day yeah, to I respond. I didn't see that. Uh, it's a it's a pretty interesting thing. We'll, we'll be able to talk more about it as the story unfolds. But Insomniac with uh, Wolverine, that's one of their hyped up games right now. So if something happens to expose something that maybe otherwise wouldn't have been exposed, it might cause a big problem. They might change things. It might not even get released. Who knows? So, uh, yeah, I guess tune in next week for the response to that. Yeah, so more specifically, it was information about the Wolverine game as well as personal information of the Insomniac staff and an actor, Yuri Lowenthal. Uh, but there is no mention of player information being caught up in the breach. So, as far as we know, any player info is safe. Uh, but, you know, it's Sony trying to keep damage control as good as possible. So, who knows? I guess we'll just have to keep keeping an eye on it. Yeah, like I said, next week we'll, we'll have some follow-up. As soon as we get it, we'll... Uh... We'll patch it into the news for next week. Uh, is there anything else? Uh, probably the last thing we'll mention here is there was a trailer that was released recently uh, for a game called Mouse, which is a first-person shooter where it's kind of in the vein of, like, Bioshock or Doom, or, like, a good combination of, uh, where you're just running around shooting a whole bunch of characters and stuff in a world that's designed like the old 1930s cartoons like the, the steamboat willies what do they call them the yeah like steamboat willie but they call it like the noodle arm or something is what they call I can't. it i don't even know um, yeah i don't remember uh, i was looking at it earlier but i can't remember well, yeah, exactly but, what they uh, call uh, it point aside all you really need to do is say in the style of steamboat willie and everyone will understand yeah 
and it looks super fun. Like the the video that they released, the shooting mechanics and everything look really fun. Uh, it looks like it's really clean movement, a little bit more of a faster pace movement around, like uh, Doom, like the newer Doom. But we, it should be and, said, uh, it should be said that this game, though it looks like the 1930s Mickey Mouse, and yes, it's called Mouse, and it does like it, it bears a strong resemblance to like Mickey Mouse characters. This game is not looking like it's going to be for kids. No, no, this is definitely not a kids game. It's, uh, uh, I don't think that. I don't, don't see any. Yeah, there's no, there's like, no rating yet. It's far too soon. It's far too soon mm-hmm. to get an actual rating for the uh, for the game. But they show instances of blood. I mean, they show people getting blown up. Yeah. It, it definitely goes without saying that the game is probably going to be at least teen. Yeah. And uh, the style I was looking for the name of was rubber hose, not noodle. <laughs> I was close. It was in the same vein. Uh. But yeah, the, I think the funniest part about the whole trailer is just the ability to use your fingers as a gun. Yes, that was <laughs> that was fantastic. That uh, I was I kind of giggled a little bit when I saw that. I was like, oh my god, he's literally doing finger guns. <laughs> if it doesn't make the pew sound, I don't want it. I feel like it might. It better. It it absolutely better. Yeah. It, if not, someone will mod it for sure. Absolutely for sure. Um. All right. Uh, anything else? Nope, I believe that is it for this week's Drop Zone. Excellent. Uh, and uh, so from there, let us transition on into choosing our characters. Okay, guys, it's time to choose your characters. Uh, so, uh, who are you running with this week, Dean? Who you got? So I am going with Ryu from Street Fighter series. Uh, not the evil version, just regular Ryu. What about you, John? And I am going with the very tall, flat-topped, blonde uh, fighter extraordinaire Paul Phoenix from the Tekken video game series. So basically this episode we're doing our own version of Street Fighter uh, Street X fighter. Tekken. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Or Tekken <laughs> X Street Fighter, whichever one you played. Well, it had its own crossover game. They, so. they were both crossovers. That's actually a. There was a release. Oh, there's two different versions. Yes. So one was Street Fighter X Tekken, oh. and I believe Street Fighter X Tekken played with Street Fighter's uh, button game mechanics, um, and Tekken mm-hmm. X Street Fighter played with Tekken's button game. Mechanics. Okay, so I'm just gonna preface this for anyone listening. Uh, I don't play fighting games. I just I'm not good at them, and <laughs> I. I just, they, they don't really do anything for me. It's just, you know, there's no story or anything to it. So there really is, uh, though. It, a lot of these games have stories. Yeah, but now, but, you know, when I was playing them back in the day, you know, they didn't really have a story. It was just, you know, choose your character. Okay, fight. Okay, why are we fighting? You know, because <laughs> so, I said so, bitch. It, it didn't appeal to me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So it didn't really appeal to me back then, and I just never really got into it. Maybe I'll try it again. I mean, the only one I do play is Smash, you know, and that's just because it's fun to do, like, a couple of rounds and, you know, yell at your friends. Yeah. And that's it. So, yeah, I'm I'm completely unfamiliar with both of these games. Uh, I'm just I'm kind of winging it here. That's okay. Don't, I am, don't get mad at me, fans. I am only slightly familiar with Street Fighter, and Tekken I have a lot more experience with, but... With only a certain couple of the games. Uh, that said, we're going to make it as good as we can because we're here to give you guys a show. It's time to enter the code for debug mode. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. And I believe last week I went second with my character's backgrounds and abilities. So I think... So it's a me? No, no, I went second, which means I get to go first. No, 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 it's me. I go first. No, no, no. I kick you downstairs. Oh, see? We're recreating the fighting game, guys. Yes, except That's I, how it works, I don't right? think I've ever seen stairs in a fighting game. Like this one, anyways. Um, I digress. Let's get into... Capcom. Good ideas. Yes, I know, seriously. You've already crossed over <laughs> with the Marvel Universe. Let's just make this a thing now. Stairs. Um... But with that out of the way, Paul Phoenix is a renowned character from the Tekken video game series, known for his hot-blooded nature and aggressive fighting style. He made his debut in the first Tekken game, 
and has been a staple of the series ever since. Paul is an American martial artist who aspires to be recognized as the greatest fighter in the universe. His journey through the King of Iron Fist tournaments is fueled by his ambition, as well as, <laughs> as, well as financial motivations, often entering the tournaments due to money troubles. Oh, he's broke like me. <laughs> and me. Paul's fighting prowess is rooted in judo, but he has developed his own unique martial arts style that incorporates elements of karate, baji kwan, and jujutsu. At 187 centimeters, or 6 foot 1, uh, and weighing 81 kilograms, or 179 pounds, he is a formidable opponent with superhuman strength. His martial arts mastery allows him to execute brutal and powerful short-form strikes, making him a force to be reckoned with in close combat. Visually, Paul is easily recognizable by his iconic high flat-top hairstyle, blue eyes, bushy eyebrows, and a scorpion tattoo on his right arm. In battle, he is often seen wearing his traditional red key or other martial arts attire, reflecting his dedication to the discipline. Throughout the series, Paul has had a long-standing rivalry with Kazuya Mishima, although it appears to be one-sided. He also shares a deep friendship with fellow martial artist Martial Law, with whom he often trains and concocts get-rich-quick schemes. Despite his overconfidence and occasional lack of wisdom, Paul is not malicious and is generally well-liked by those around him. Paul's personality is characterized by his unwavering self-belief and, and his declaration of being the toughest fighter in the universe. This confidence, however, sometimes leads to overconfidence, which has resulted in missed opportunities and defeats, such as his notable losses to Kuma, Hihachi Mishima's pet bear. I'm going to say that one again. <clears throat> This confidence, however, sometimes leads to overconfidence, which has resulted in missed opportunities and defeats, such as his notable losses to Kuma, Hihachi Mishima's pet bear. Nonetheless, Paul remains undeterred, consistently entering tournaments with the goal of proving his might and, fi and finally claiming victory. In summary, Paul Phoenix is a hot-headed determined martial artist with a distinctive appearance and a powerful fighting style. His quest for glory and financial stability keeps him returning to the King of Iron Fist tournament, where he seeks to establish himself as the ultimate fighter. And that's Paul Phoenix. Yeah, six foot one and 179 pounds. The dude's like leaner than me. <laughs> but clearly most of that's muscle and mine's, you know, not. Yes, yours is just not. Just knots. Yeah, mine is just, yeah, yeah, knots, because I'm always in pain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now let me give you the little lowdown on Ryu. Ryu, the stoic and disciplined protagonist of the Street Fighter series, is a character whose origins are deeply rooted in the martial arts tradition. Orphaned at a young age, Ryu was taken in and trained by Gukin. I I'm going to butcher these names, by the way. I'm giving you fair warning to anyone. I'm sorry if I offend you. Add him in the comments. <laughs> I am not good at reading names. Uh, trained by Gukin alongside his soon-to-be best friend and rival, Ken Masters. See that? I can name. Together, they hone their skills in the art of Ansatsuken, a fighting style based on karate, specifically Kyokushin karate. Ryu's journey as a martial artist is one of constant self-improvement and introspection. He travels the globe with a singular focus, to master his craft and become the strongest fighter possible. This quest for strength is not just physical, but also mental, as Ryu seeks to understand the essence of being a true warrior. His dedication is evident in his appearance, a sleeveless white karate gi and red headband, originally Ken's, which serves as a reminder to stay focused on his martial path and resist the temptation of Satsui no Hadu. 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 
Because uh, Hadouken. A dark power within him. This surge of murderous intent grants Ryu formidable abilities such as superhuman strength, speed, reflexes, stamina, and agility. However, it also proves a significant risk, as succumbing to his power can transform him into evil Ryu or even Cage, his darker alter egos with more diverse and destructive moves. Despite these risks, Ryu has shown Ryu has shown the capacity to overcome the darkness, channeling an alternative power known as the power of nothingness to defeat formidable to defeat formidable adversaries. Backwards are hard today. In combat, Ryu was recognized for his iconic techniques. The Hadouken, a powerful energy blast. How do you say the next one? Shoryuken. The Shoryuken, an uppercut imbued with energy. And the Tatsumaki Senpyukyaku. Uh, I think you got that one, I'm, right? We're going to go with that. A whirlwind kick. <laughs> <laughs> his most powerful form of the Hadouken is the Denjin Hadouken. While as evil Ryu... The Shinku Hadouken is his ultimate attack. During fights, Ryu carries essentials in his large white duffel bag, including clothing, plane tickets, passports, and local currency, though he is rarely seen with it in actual combat. Ryu's legacy extends beyond his fighting prowess. He is a symbol of dedication, perseverance, and the eternal quest for self-improvement. His influence is felt across the gaming world, where he stands as one of the most iconic characters in the fighting game genre and video games at large. And that is Ryu. Yes. Many words. Many of them wrong. Uh-huh. So many words. <laughs> so we seem to have our first actual fight of fighters on our hands here. Gentlemen, select a stage. I chose last week. So that would mean that you get to pick this week's stage for us to fight on. Let's assume these fighters are both in a tournament of their own. Like, you know, a tournament separate from the one that we're currently doing with all these characters. Uh, let's pop them into a little area uh, that's a little populated, a little busy. Obviously, there's not going to be anyone there during the fight. But let's go with, uh, like, a bazaar. You know, not like a crazy. Uh, a bazaar is in, like, a marketplace, like an outdoor market. <laughs> yeah. So there's lots of little obstacles and... Uh, you know, if they want to pick up, you know, a bag of onions and whack the other person, mm -hmm. they could. But I think that's where we're going to have this little fight. Yeah, and I'm figuring the way we will we'll play it out, uh, for you people who are fans of movies, think of stuff like Big Trouble in Little China, where people are fighting in alleyways exactly. and stuff like that. It's going to be something similar to that. It's not going to be like the one, well, really like more like two-dimensional, three-dimensional, but not three-dimensional fighting that you see in normal games nowadays we're gonna not keep it like that uh because it's more fun yeah and it's more fun to see them you know explore the environment and utilize it yes uh as opposed to just having it as a background yes. and i mean they're fighters but they're also trying to win and there's no real true rule to say that they can't do what they need to do to win so utilize what you got exactly all right so the stage has been assembled Players, enter the battlefield. This is the battle speculation. The speculation has no impact on my results. However, for the purposes of allowing this to be visualized by our listening audience, the hosts will announce how one of the 1,000 simulated fights might pan out. The weapons that spawn throughout the fight, as well as the environment in which they are present, are not factored into the simulations, but it further adds to the image we hope to present. The fighters suddenly appear. Here they are together facing each other at this bazaar. Uh, Dean, who do you think goes first between Ryu and Paul? I think Ryu would go first just based on his uh, dedication of like showing greatness. Like Obviously, he's going to see that Paul is, a, is another yes. fighter. And he's going to kind of, it's going to click real quick. Like, okay, I'm, you know, this is supposed to be a fight. This is my next challenger. And he's just going to just go for the first okay. strike. Uh, so I'm going to just add this fun, uh, fun little tidbit of information for you, because I know you're not the person who would be privy to this so much as I am. But Ryu is 
tight, like super, super tight with Ken and Masters. Ken Masters mm-hmm. is a blonde martial artist who happens to also dress in a red gi. All. Oh, so you think he's going to assume that it's Paul or that no, it's Ken? No, but I think he's going to think, are you trying to pretend to be my boy? Because no. he's going to have his okay. hair like super spiked. It's not spiked. It looks like a flush Wayne static that's blonde. But it, it is mm-hmm. very tall, very flat, very blonde. And I think for sure that Ryu would see the, see the similarities and be like, are you try- are you mocking me or are you trying to pretend to be my friend or something? You know, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. So you say that Ryu takes the first strike. I'm gonna say that he's gonna come at it, and you know, Paul's a fighter too. So he's gonna just throw his arm up and defend himself, and then come back with a punch of his own, trying to swing into Ryu's uh, gut. Okay. Uh. Ryu's going to take the hit. He's going to, you know, backstep a couple times, gather himself, and try and plan out his next move. Because obviously he doesn't know this guy's fighting mm-hmm. style. Um, but he he can try and, you know, f- figure it out as the fight goes on. But he's going to try and go ahead and... He's going to go ahead and pull out his signature move, the Hadouken. And he's just going to... Hadouken! Okay. Uh, you say he backed off, so he definitely put some distance between uh, himself and Paul, uh, giving him space to, or rather giving Paul space to react to the Hadouken. Um, and Paul's a martial artist, but he's also very strong and very limber. Uh, he's very, very uh, light for a tall person. So he's able to just jump clear over the Hadouken. Um, and when he jumps over the hmm. Hadouken, he comes at it at a run. So he does a run and jump over the Hadouken and does a flying kick straight at uh, the vulnerable Ryu, kicking him square in the face. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to okay. say that further, because this is a fighting game, this becomes a combo. And he starts by using the the uh, momentum of bouncing off of Ryu's face. <laughs> He's going to start doing... Just this like juggling style kick where he kind of just like keeps kicking like back and not like like almost like a corkscrew kick kind of thing using mm-hmm. his momentum to push himself up and then just drop a straight kick into Ryu's chest before jumping backwards off of his chest and you know standing back up and ready to fight further okay so obviously this is gonna hurt Ryu and he's gonna be like wow I was not expecting this and he's gonna get back up, move forward, and do a low leg kick. You know, kick oh, the legs out from under him. Okay. And yeah, I'm gonna sweep him, and then get on top and just unleash a combo of his own. Just wrap it, pop, 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 and just hit, going right for the face. Paul obviously doesn't have much to do in terms of being able to defend himself once he's mounted. He can put his arms up and protect his face somewhat. But Ryu's a fighter. He's going to be able to get in those those shots that are going to make Paul uh, physically not able to defend every shot. Um, so he's going to get a good couple blows, and he's going to bloody up his face, um, but not too much where Paul can't see. Uh, and then Paul's going to look to his left, look to his right, try to see if he can use anything around him to uh, get Ryu off of him. And to his right, uh, is this crushed onion. And he's just going to grab it and shove it in Ryu's eye, just making him cry his <laughs> eyes out and forcing him to get off of Ryu. Oh, <laughs> and then okay. He's stand, he's, and as, he, as Ryu is crying because he can't see... <laughs> Sorry, I'm losing it. Um, he's, Paul's going to react with a swoop kick of his own and knock him down. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Ryu's now on the ground, and he's, you know, crying his eyes out because, uh, one, he is insulted by the fact that he just got an onion shoved in his eyes, and, uh, two, because he was not expecting an onion in his uh, eyes. And as, so as he's, he's gonna, just really quick uh, before anything happens, 
Um, as he's lying there frustrated about the onion in his eye, uh, a blue portal just opens up above Ryu's face, and on his face drops a folded newspaper. Oh, nice. No, so we can see the news about how he just put in, you know, it says local man gets an <laughs> onion and eye. Uh, <laughs> uh, so just for while, reference, everybody, that's from the, that's from the game paper the... point, just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. So while Paul is distracted by the new headline, uh, Ryu's going to reach over and find uh, an object of his own on the ground. Uh, and this time it is a lemon. Oh, and so he's going to give him a taste of uh, his own medicine. He's going to squeeze lemon juice in Paul's eyes. So now we're both dealing with a couple crybabies. I just imagine Ryu's like, uh, he goes Hadouken, but instead of anything coming out power-wise, it's just a flurry of lemon juice. Yep, he just it's just crushed lemon juice. He's just rapidly squeezing them like, uh, like udders on a cow. He's just squirting the juice at him. <laughs> Alright, so somehow through his tears and ink, he is able to, to uh, a juice and uh, all stuff off Oh, that one got me. The Hajusin. Capcom? No, you can't take it, it's ours. <laughs> you can't have it. Uh, fuck. Um, so they're, they're both crying. Fighters in, the, <laughs> in a fight crying over onions and lemon juice. <laughs> Paul, Paul is frustrated, so now he starts to do this, like, charge. Um, and he's, you can see this, like, power building in him. Um, and it's, it's a thing in Tekken games that there's this rage thing that you can build up. It's like a rage meter. And... He mm -hmm. just builds up this rage and he just gets angry. And it's essentially makes him stronger, kind of. Uh, and he just lunges at, at Ryu with a full force, just starts trying to barrage him with just straight up punches. And it's, it's again, him going for a straight up like combo. So he'll start with like a, a full on uppercut to get a juggle going. And then it'll be... Punch, punch, kick, punch, punch, kick, punch, punch, kick. Just juggle, juggle, juggle for at least a 25 hit combo. Okay. So this is gonna, this is gonna hurt Ryu. Uh, it's gonna knock him back, knock him down, and he's gonna go. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do something like this. I see what we're doing. So he's going to, against his better judgment, he's going to let the, the. Satsui no Hadu gain within him. He's he's gonna just relent to it. And he's gonna let himself become evil Ryu. And he's gonna use that power to just rush up to Paul and just hit him with his Doryuken, the the uh, energy uppercut. And just hit him with that and begin a combo of his own. Just unleashing like all that dark energy, just beating into him, knocking for probably another 25-hit combo as well. Just hit after hit after hit. After that combo, he's going to go ahead and just unleash his his Shinku Hadouken, his, you know, dark power finishing Hadouken, and just n just destroy all. Just done. Oh, End of fight. Right. Now lay him out evil style. Okay. Um, I... <laughs> Hey, I'm just giving back what Paul was that's, giving that's me. That's fair, except Paul wasn't done. I don't think that your Hadouken's going to land. Hell, I don't even think you get that combo off. I think after uh, Paul finishes that combo that he initially started on you, uh, as you get up to try to start your own combo of uh, succession and uh, ultimately ending the fight, uh, Paul will in fact unleash, uh, unleash, unleash his... Phoenix Smasher, which is also known as his Death Fist. Um, and he's going to just, w with the combined power of his uh, rage still flowing through him, the Death Fist is just going to be executed so powerfully that he's essentially just going to punch 
straight into Ryu's chest and just completely stopping his heart. And that'll be... That's a bit I rude, mean, don't you think? More rude than getting melted down by a Shinku Hadouken. Or in his case, more like a fucking lime juice Hadjusen. <laughs> or no, it's a blue fruit, so it's blue raspberry Hadjusen. Might actually Ooh. taste pretty good. I might have, I might even just let him win. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's a good way to end this fight here. Either uh, Evil Ryu shows up and uh, Shinku Hadouken's Paul's face off, or uh, uh, Paul doesn't let the combo end and just punches Ryu's heart <laughs> to death, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's definitely a perfect place to end this fight. Yeah, and I apologize if we've offended any of the real, like, hardcore fans of Street Fighter or Tekken, because we're not familiar with the movesets well and enough. everything as well, well as well you enough. guys are. Uh, we're doing our best. You know, th it's all just I'll tell fun. you what. If you guys think you can do it better, add us in the comments. Maybe, just maybe, one of you guys can sub in for one of us for an episode for this part. And maybe you can shut us down that way. And then it may or may not get lost in the editing process. But, Who you knows? know, it's worth a try. Uh, I digress. And Cort Cortex will, uh, in, in turn... Um, ingress here i think that's a word and if it's not i just made it up with uh hacking the game okay gentlemen before i give you the results how do you think these two would fare in each other's games this one's pretty fucking self-explanatory because it already happened yeah i i think we don't even need to cover this we've already done we've already talked about uh street fighter x tekken and vice versa so you know it the answer is yes <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so because of the simplistic nature of the hacking the game, we're going to jump right on into the results here. Oh, thanks, Cortex. Thanks for the results. Uh, and the winner between Ryu and Paul is Ryu. <laughs> Looks like the L train finally got derailed. Yep, and it, it tried to cross over the W section of the tracks, and it just lost it. Uh, uh, and I gotta this. say, yes, oh, you should be really happy because it was not close. Ooh. Um, this was a, oh, a wash. Um, unfortunate for all, uh, Ryu won 711 of the 1,000 fights. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was it was a rough time for Paul. He uh he only won 289 fights and that is because in just about every category uh he lost to <laughs> to uh to, to Ryu. Um they were comparable in just two categories and Paul only superseded him by one of uh, the seven categories that we are now in. I still don't understand the results, but I can read the uh, stats off the paper <laughs> and understand it that way. Paul was only uh, stronger uh, and more durable, I think? Nope, equally as durable. He was only stronger and that's it actually that was it he's only stronger than than ryu and that's just not enough in a battle of two martial artists no it comes down to a lot more than that so yeah 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 uh fighting ability was it was a trump for him uh ryu is a master uh six out of seven uh his adaptability he's extraordinarily dynamic in terms of his adaptability having been all over the world fighting people of different fighting styles it's just it's he's just much more capable uh he's a smarter person overall especially with his training it's definitely given him the edge in terms of intelligence um and he has range that paul doesn't have because ryu can shoot stuff out of his body versus paul's inability to do so yep gotta get up close and poisonal uh-huh. All up in that business. All up in the grill. Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, a dub for for Dean after multiple d uh, L's, uh, so he can hang the L's off of all the angles in the dub. That was a stretch. <laughs> I mean, you can. You have... This is episode five. You have three L's already. You can just hang one each of the lower and one right off the top. And you've got yourself a nice W tree with a bunch of L's on it. Yeah, I'll be adding to that soon, though. I guarantee it. You hope. You hope. But uh, while Ryu advances in our tournament, next week is actually not going to be part of the tournament. We're going to be doing our first exhibition fight. Uh, would you like to discuss that further? Yeah, just a little one-off. Uh, we're just doing it as a little, a little Christmas special, Christmas-themed fight. I know we mentioned it before uh, in the last episode, but this next fight will be with E. Honda, another Street Fighter character, uh, versus Sumo Santa from Clay Fighter 63 and a third, uh, which I know is a confusing title, but it's think of it like the Naked Gun 33 and a half. That will be our festive Christmas episode this year. Yes. Two sumo wrestlers or fighters rather. Uh, taking it to the to the uh, to the chilliness of Christmas uh, and and fighting over I'm assuming a gift of some kind. It'll be a bite to the ho ho extreme. Yes, that was very much a stretch. That was that was a stretch, much like they'll be having to do before they fight. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully everyone's satisfied with those results from today because I certainly am not. I uh, I am sadly let down by uh, Paul's inability to take on Ryu. Um, but let's hope with any luck that next week. Uh, e Honda will not suffice to fight any kind of battle against uh, Sumo Santa, who I believe will take this fight because he's Santa Claus. And Santa can't be beat. Unless it's by Yogi Boogie. Well, oh, I was going to say, or unless you just don't have a chimney. Yeah. And then he just stands on the roof and just, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, um... I guess with that out of the way, uh, we will talk to you guys, or rather talk at you guys next week. I'm going to go back should, to uh, playing City Skylines. <laughs> uh, we definitely need to make a trend, though, out of this whole uh, ending the episode with some kind of, like, don't forget or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you lead this one, though, because I don't have anything in the, in the chamber yet. And remember, don't throw your controller at your little brother when he beats you at Street Fighter. Especially when he uses the Hajusen over and over again. <laughs> Later, nerds. See you. <laughs>